Steve, here we are, week five. Season's plugging along here. A uh, few uh, games as of right now rescheduled. Hopefully, just rescheduled, but I guess we'll find out. Um, personally, I'm very disappointed that the Buffalo Tennessee game got moved, um, but I hope it does go. All right, so tonight's episode is going to be kind of quick because it's kind of late. Um, Friday night. But uh, so let's start running through these games, Steve. First game, we got Carolina at Atlanta. Um, I don't have a whole lot on this game. I don't know if um, Atlanta gets the victory or not. But if I had to pick a team, I would have to go with Carolina. I just have zero faith in Atlanta at this point. If I had to pick a side, I'd take Atlanta just because they're own forward. Uh, <clears throat> they're going to have to win a game eventually, right? So you think if you're just looking at the way the season's played out for both these teams, Carolina seems like probably an obvious play here, but given the spot. Well, I guess you could say after uh, Bill O'Brien lost his job this week that uh, if Dan Quinn wants to keep his, he uh want to do whatever he can to get the, get the win in this one. It's hard to take Atlanta and be very confident about it, beat your chest about it. So probably just going to lay low on this game, but you know, put a gun to my head, it's Atlanta. All right, next game on the list is Las Vegas at Kansas City. Um, it's a big line, minus 12. Um, but I did look back, it's a division game. So in Kansas City, in the last two years, they've won all four of their matchups with Las Vegas. Uh, one, they won by seven points, one by 18 points, and the other two were 30-plus points. Yeah, but what did they do against, Did you did you see what they did against uh, Vegas. Cause I feel like there was big numbers last year and Kansas city covered them. I just told you. Yeah. What did you say about Vegas? Okay. The last four times that Kansas city has played the Raiders. I thought you won. said something about the division. It's a division game. I did say that. But I said that Kansas City is beat, whether you want to call them Vegas or Oakland, the Raiders, the last four times. So both matchups in 2018, both matchups in 2019. They won all four. They won one by seven points, one by 18 points, and the other two victories were 30 plus points. Okay. So again, what did they do last year? That's four games for two seasons. Did they win by 30 points each game last year? It was one and one. Or actually, yes. What does one-on-one one mean? I don't understand. They won by 31 and seven the I next? I didn't bring my phone up, but you can Google it. All right. Anyway. The last game was like 40 to three or something. Uh, so I was trying to figure out if they had destroyed them both games last year. No. Because I felt like they did, but um, maybe I the think second it was game it played closer. 40 to three, 28 to 10. Then it was like 35 to something. And the... Lowest margin of victory game was the oldest game in 2018. Okay. That's clear as mud there, but um, I don't know what they did the last two games, what the, the line was. I like Kansas City. I take okay. the points until they can't cover. All right. So based on the stats that I just gave, if you guys can understand them, because apparently Steve can't, um, 
I would have to go with Kansas City on this one too. Well, my specific question was, what did they do last year? And you're all over the place. You're like, okay, well, the latest game was, well, forget it. I'm just asking, what did they do last well, year? I they did, won by 40 to 3, 37 points, one game. And then what happened in the second game? So they split is basically what you said against the spread. I, I don't know what the spreads were, but I assume it wasn't 30 points. Clearly. So. All right, moving on. Um, next game up, Denver at New England. Well, technically, it's not the next game up. but So this is the game that got moved to Monday. Um, and we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be in New England because I guess there is a potential that Cam could play. Um, but I would assume it's unlikely. I don't know. And uh, I feel like they moved this game so Cam could play. Or at least to give him a shot. So if he's asymptomatic and he's cleared like by the rules to be able to play on Monday, I think you got to figure he's going to play. Well, it said he has to be, if he's asymptomatic, he can come back 10 days after his positive, which I think that makes it Monday. So I don't know. I mean, I would assume he has to test negative, but I don't know. I didn't read anything to that effect. So... And then Denver, I guess we don't know who the quarterback is going to be there either because there's potential that Drew Locke could be back as well. Um, but if not, it would be that, what was his name, Rippian? Yeah, Rippian, who Rippin. Uh, was very inconsistent. He looked good for some of the game uh, against Kansas City and then pretty much blew up. Well, and another right. stat that I looked up, I don't even know if I want to go here, is Bill Belichick's record versus rookie quarterbacks. Um, and I don't have the specific numbers, but it's very good. Um, so assuming that it would be, which I assume that Drew Locke is not going to be back, um, that it would be, what's his name? I want to say Rippian, but that's not right. Rippin. Rippin. Um, so I think either way, New England can win. I'm not taking them at um, 10 points, but I would definitely pick them to win. Well, it's Friday night. There's too many uncertainties really in this game to be able to give a strong call out. So you're going to have to continue to monitor the the uh, injury situation or sickness situation to see who's going to play in this one. All right. And then next game we have the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Washington, um, which the Rams have been doing a lot of traveling lately. Um, so I don't know if that affects them. I'm sure it does. Um, they've had like three trips to the East Coast so far in the season. And we're only in week five. And we have um, Dwayne Haskins getting benched, which for fantasy purposes is kind of disappointing. But for real football, I guess it's a good thing. Uh, Would you consider playing Kyle Allen in like your uh, daily? No, not at all. Um, But I do think Washington has the good defensive line. So if they can get at... um, Jared Goff and put some pressure on him, make him uncomfortable. That could bode well for Washington. I think Kyle Allen is capable and he was with, um, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. Carolina Panthers. No. Yeah. The coach Ron Bear in uh, Carolina. So he has familiarity there. So I think he's capable. I think they could pull the upset. I definitely wouldn't take the Rams at like seven or more points. I wouldn't take the Rams and I would definitely take Washington here. Like I I've 
been infatuated with uh, Washington's defense since game one. And, um, you know, went out on a limb a couple of weeks ago against Cleveland. Big reason why they started struggling after the first quarter is because um, Chase Young got injured. And he's returned to practice today. They say there's a chance that he plays. I think if he's coming back to practice today, he's most definitely going to play unless he tweaks something, uh, which I believe it's a groin. So it's definitely tweakable. Um, but I like Washington here, especially if Chase Young plays. If you see Chase Young is going to play, I like the fact that Kyle Allen's in. The reason why Washington hasn't won football games uh, this year is because he's a turnover Hoskins. machine. You know, Hoskins just keeps turning the ball over. They would have won that Cleveland game. He had three picks, right? I think there was another fumble. So you know, if you're going to turn, if you're going to lose a turnover margin that badly, you're not going to win a game. But I like Kyle Allen. I think he brings some stability into this offense. He's not a world beater, but I'm. It's kind of a play against the Rams too. I don't. I'm not a huge Rams fan. I think if you can play good defense against this uh, this quarterback, that he's going to cough the ball up and golf. Uh, if you can get pressure in his face, golf will basically quit. So I I know it's a, it's going almost going out on another limb here. I'm not saying that they're going to win the game, <clears throat> but they're at home. They're getting seven points. I like the home dog here. I'm going to play him. I do too. All right, next game. Um, and this is going to be my best bet of the week. Uh, Jacksonville at Houston. So we had our first firing of the season. And Steve, we both lost our bet because I had Gase and you had Quinn. And it was Bill O'Brien. Well, first of all, you should have taken Bill O'Brien because you hate, you've hated well, him for the, three years. And that's yeah. probably the one coach that you've consistently talked smack on. I know Gase has become your favorite. Well, in the grand scheme of football coaching, I'm, I have to admit that Bill O'Brien is a better coach. Like Adam Gase is just horrible. Well, Gase has never won anything, right? <clears throat> and at um, least O'Brien's got division titles. <laughs> so, Yeah. And like the one point was like, it's very early in the season to fire a coach. Like, is that true? Cause I didn't really think about that until I heard it on the radio. Yeah. I mean, you, you head into a new season. There's never the plan to fire the coach, especially usually give them more than a couple, I mean, couple even, of weeks. Even at Owen four, there's still potential. I mean, you could still go on to win your division. Yeah. Yeah. Almost have to think that there was some animosity build up. Well, there based was off the trade. What? It was J.J. Watt. Um, apparently there was like a heated argument between him and O'Brien and some defensive, I guess the defensive coordinator maybe had a big blow up. So, I mean, that was what led up to it. I guess they really didn't have a choice. But now you're kind of going the rest of the season with like an interim coach. So, All right, so what's your play here? Uh, the Texans. Oh, you like them as your best bet? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it like better than anything else in football betting is the narrative behind it. Like they get the coach out, they wanted the coach out and now they're going to show up and prove what they can do. Well, well, who's, who's in term now? Romeo Cornell, yes. I believe it is. Um, who's well-respected around the league has been around for a long time and it's not his first rodeo clearly. Um, so maybe they'll get behind him and uh, you know, they could be Jacksonville. I think, this is another situation. We're just kind of talking about Atlanta. You can't be in love with Houston based off the way they've played, but given the situation you just talked about with the coaching change, and they're zero and four as well. They need a win, right? As I mean, Jacksonville's beatable for sure. I mean, if they don't win this game, 
I don't know what that says. Well, Jacksonville just lost to Cincinnati, right? So they're not coming in hot at all. Um, I, I like to play. I, it'll be a small play, but I like Houston as well. Okay. It's tough when you're just looking at giving up five and a half with Houston to anybody at this point after the way they've played. All right. Um, so do we talk about Buffalo, Tennessee, or do we skip it till the end? Or it's rescheduled till when? Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, so the part of the problem is you just don't know. There's Tennessee has a lot of COVID cases, but I'm not exactly sure that how many of them are starters. Well, I think the fullback is probably the the one I guess that might be relevant. Um, Adam Humphreys, like the slot receiver, but other than that, I don't think it's any of the. It's not like Derrick Henry or anything. Yeah, so if there's not that much of an impact, like I, I guess that's probably how we should talk about. I mean, same I mean the impact of New England, you got to check back and see who's playing. I mean, the impact of ha- not having practice for what? It's been two weeks now, basically, right? Yes. Um, other than at the like local high school. And Buffalo's coming in hot. Um, yeah, so I mean, I definitely, I was like looking forward to this game. And it'd be kind of cool to have a game on Tuesday night if it does go forward. But unfortunately, it'll be off of like the DFS slates and stuff. So that kind of sucks. But well, What um, number? I'm seeing an opening line, I think, of six and a half here. Well, I don't know if that's right because it... According to this, it opened at six and a half in favor of Tennessee, and it's now minus one in favor of Buffalo. Well, now I'm looking at this. It's minus six and a half Buffalo. Really? Yeah. So that's where so it's confusing. That and the printout yeah. that I had from earlier today, it showed that it opened Tennessee minus six and a half, and that Buffalo was minus one. So now online it's showing six and a half the other way. So we're talking about 13-point line change from when it opened. Have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, I know this is crazy, but I'm just not confident that that number is right. Six yeah, and a half. Let's right. just say Buffalo six and a half and Tennessee's home. Well, that's, you yeah, know, that's a big one. But I think what, you got to take Tennessee. But what is that factoring in? Like the COVID situation? I don't know. Like what would cause that big of a swing? Like you don't see that big of a swing in a football game. A hell of a lot of money being thrown on Buffalo. Really? Okay. Yeah, they don't. Once they post it, they don't change it unless the money dictates. Well, I mean, a lot of They're places not say, oh, unless there's an injury. I mean, was there somebody key that just got a positive test? No, I mean, a lot of these books won't just don't have it up at all. Yeah, so it's you know you can't have any confidence in this number until for a couple of days. So we'll see where it is. But let's just say it's six and a half at Buffalo. I, well, I, I could take Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be a close game i think it'll be a high scoring game but i'd have to take buffalo i don't know that i would take them at six and a half because they have the better defense the tennessee secondary is really not very good so i think we should just move on all right well that's my favorite game of the week so I that's your favorite game it. of the week well yeah. they don't even have a, we don't even know if this line's valid so I how mean, can you know it's your favorite game of the week was it your favorite game like of the, the week teams. six and a half either way no, no, no. I'm not saying it's my best bet of the week. I'm just uh, saying it's my favorite game. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know how you like T- Tannehill and, uh, Henry? Tana Thrill. <laughs> um, your and I like Josh Allen too. So it actually might be on underneath this. You've <laughs> <laughs> been wearing that t shirt all week. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Um, so the next game is Arizona at the Jets and we have, uh, Sam, what's the quarterback's last name? Darnold. 
Oh, you got it right. I'm impressed. I got a lick now. I'm not letting <laughs> you make fun of me on the podcast anymore for mispronouncing that idiot's name because he's horrible. So is that team. The whole team's horrible. So, well, now we have Joe Flacco starting quarterback. I don't know if that's better or worse. That's worse. Joe Flacco was done three years ago, at least. So The fact that anybody's running him out there. And listen, he's a South Jersey guy. I'm a South Jersey guy. We... We played in the same conference, the Colonial you Conference. You went to University of Delaware he together? He went to University well, We didn't go together. Well, I'm he's a the same age. Oh, you're older I'm than him. a lot older than him. But, um, yeah, I, I'm a big Flacco guy. I got an autographed helmet in the basement. He's not going to win this game. There's no way Joe Flacco has anything left in the tank. And he's a statue. He's not running around either. So, if I didn't even realize it was him. I don't like Arizona on the road getting giving up seven and a half to anybody except for the Jets. There you go. All right. And then next. I also looked at a survivor play on this one, too. If you have Arizona left, you. this is the go against the Jets play every week. Next game is Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Do you want to talk about this? One? <laughs> I'm going to do the reverse look to- here. <laughs> I like Pittsburgh. I'm just going to say I like Pittsburgh. I would. I, well, don't I like, say that because I like Pittsburgh and now I feel like I can't play Pittsburgh because you just said that. Why? You can play whatever you want. I'm only saying I like Pittsburgh because I hope they lose. Because you're a homer wins. and you want your team to win. Yeah. So instead of sitting here picking the Eagles and then they lose like every week. Well, but see, here's the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure like last week you would probably like as close as you'll ever get to giving up on them and they won. So now they, they've sucked you back in. And you're going to get smoked. Okay, perfect. Sorry, right, that works. Yeah, I would take Pittsburgh and I would take Pittsburgh at a touchdown for sure. Okay, so next game is Cincinnati at Baltimore. And I don't know if there's more to like the story with Lamar Jackson because he's been out of practice for a couple of days with I think it's his knee and also a sickness. So I don't know if that's cause for concern or not. When they say sickness, do they mean COVID, but they just don't really want to say COVID? Because I saw that on a couple injury reports. Well, there was another player. I think it was um, Depot Samuel. They were saying because he's questionable with an illness that he has to have a second negative test. So I guess he's sick, but he's tested negative, but he has to test negative again. So on the injury report, it's saying sick. Like I was looking at the Tennessee line. Some people said sick. Some people say COVID. So I don't know if it's like a HIPAA thing. If they come out and admit that they have COVID, then you can list them as COVID. My only point is that if I was sick and they list me on the injury report and I didn't have COVID, I'd be telling people I had the flu or whatever the case was so that I didn't get confused with the COVID people. Yeah, but that could be the distinction if they're actually on the COVID reserve list. Oh, yeah. Once you place them on the COVID reserve. But I don't know. They can clarify. I don't know. Um, so they're Baltimore's favored by 12 and a half. So there's a chance he might not play. No, I, well, that's not what they're saying now. He was back at practice today and they're saying he's going to play, but I'm just wondering if maybe there's like more and maybe even more going on in past games that maybe we weren't aware of. Like he's not a hundred percent. Well, the only thing that has me hesitant on this is it's a division game, but I think Baltimore rolls here. I mean, you got to take Baltimore. Cincinnati's just coming off the high of winning their first game. Um, so but you I don't think, think like garbage time, like they'll catch up at least to bring it in with it within 12 and a half. I mean, there's definitely a possibility, but um, they're playing at home. Cincinnati still is not that good. 
I mean, other than the first game of this year, has Baltimore really like completely rolled anybody? You know, didn't they pull? They took Lamar Jackson out. Was it last week? Toward like with like four or five minutes left. So I don't know. I think there might be more to the story. I'd have to take the points and take Cincinnati there. Okay, so next game we have Miami traveling to San Fran. We're going to have Jimmy G back and Debo Samuel back, assuming he doesn't have COVID, I guess. So, I mean, I guess the obvious pick is San Francisco, but I don't know if I like him at nine points. I love Miami. It's my best play today, I think. I always take the points on. Well, I guess here's the other question, because I guess I don't know if it was like legitimate talk, but there was talk about uh, who the starting quarterback was going to be for Miami. Like, you know, that whole, are they going to finally move on to Tua? So is there potential that Fitzpatrick gets pulled if he doesn't play well in the first like couple quarters? But I don't think that San Fran is really a good place to throw Tua in to his first NFL action either. Yeah, well, there definitely was some noise about it, and he clarified that Fitzpatrick was going to start this week. But because the coach is talking about it, now it's in his mind, it could be the week where if they're in trouble at halftime, they could make the switch. If they make the switch, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't think Tua's going to be that good, especially in wow. the beginning. Maybe there's a chance that he develops, but I think it's a mistake. I think you keep trying to ride Fitzpatrick. You're going to make a decision to put that rookie in against. Let's put it this way. If Fitzpatrick struggle enough that you would consider a quarterback change, you're on the road in San Francisco, one of the best defenses in the league. If he's playing that yeah, bad, then they're rolling, right? I would I wouldn't want to throw him out there at his first crack at San Francisco on the road. I wouldn't either. That was kind of what I said, but I don't know. I, like I guess that's the only cause for concern. Because if it's Fitzpatrick in there the whole game, I would I would take them and take the points. Yeah, it's just too many points. I at think at least you, garbage this time is probably, catch up. Exactly. I think this is where maybe they stretch it to 14 in the fourth quarter. Um, and if Fitz comes back and gets a backdoor, it's a lot of points. It's too many points. And um, Garoppolo is just coming back. So I think he's going to need yeah. a little bit of time to fire. Oh, well, I personally, I don't think Garoppolo is that good. So he could struggle in his first game back. All right. So next game is the Giants at Dallas. And apparently Dallas has a pretty bad defense this year. Their offense is pretty good. They've had a ridiculous number of turnovers, like in the beginning of games. And last week, my best pick of the week was the Colts over the Bears because of the whole Frank Reich um, coach Nick Foles thing. So we have Jason Garrett going back into Dallas to play against his former team. And if it wasn't Jason Garrett, I would have to take the Giants on that whole narrative. But I just don't trust Jason Garrett at all. So I'm kind of torn on that game. I think Dallas should be better than they have been. Um, but I think with the exception of the San Fran game where the Giants got blown out, they've played pretty good defense. Here's here's how you analyze this game, in my opinion. They're betting it from 11 down to 8.5. So hopefully it keeps going down. I think you got to take Dallas here because they – are due for a win, but more importantly, the Giants, how many points have they scored this year? They, have they gotten over 20 in any, any of the games? Maybe not. So if clearly, like you just explained, Dallas is heavy on the offense and not much on the defense, but Dallas is going to score at least 35 points, and I don't have confidence that the Giants can score over 20 on anybody. 
So let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Say they, they scored 27. <laughs> Are they covering if, if they're not stopping anybody on defense? They've given up a lot of points as well. Yeah, I mean, but last week was a little different. You say the, the same Rams. thing last week about um, Baker Mayfield. And look what they did. Yeah, but Cleveland scored some points. I mean, points. I know Cleveland has a better like. Cleveland scored game. a lot of points against Washington. It was a good defense, right? They've scored points. Like the Giants haven't scored against anybody. So All I don't right, see I'm where they can. I'm calling two touchdowns to Darius Slayton. Well, I mean, that could happen. And I'm taking the point. They're going to score like some said, points against that I defense. I don't feel but good about I don't think it. They can stay with them. But I got to go with the Giants. How do you feel about Dalton Schultz, who's now, Jarwin's been confirmed he's going to be out for the year. So now Dalton Schultz. Moves into the starting spot for uh, tight end for Dallas and that high prolific offense. I, I don't see where everybody's jumping on this guy in fantasy to bring him on. And I think they're missing a big opportunity with that well, offense. I played him last week because they were playing Cleveland and Cleveland typically gives up a lot of production to the tight end. But Dallas has a lot of weapons, so I don't see him being like an integral part of the offense unless it's a good matchup like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a situation where he's not going to hit it every game, but when he does hit it, you know, he's going to get like 100 yards and a touchdown. He scored 19 points last week. And you can just see when you look at his scoring, week one was, you know, one reception for one point. Week two, he had nine receptions out of 10 targets. I mean, that's that's great numbers out of the tight end. 88 yards, 15 points, back down against Seattle. To 48 yards, but um, up back up again against Cleveland. So maybe this is an every other week guy. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. All right. <clears throat> Next game. So this is a good. Oh, did I skip one? Yeah, I skipped one. Indy at Cleveland. And I honestly have no clue what to do with this game. So I'm just avoiding the whole thing. I like Indy. I just don't trust Philip Rivers. I really don't trust. I don't, trust Cle- I don't like Cleveland. I don't trust Cleveland. The the thing with Indy is they can play defense. They've shown that they can D up here. Um, so this is going to probably be a three-point game. So if it stays around one, I like Indy. Yeah, I just, I can't. All right, next game, Minnesota at Seattle. So this should be a good game. I think it'll be like a back and forth, a lot of offense. And probably, does this rate, it went from a 49 and a half to 57? On the total? That's mm. a lot. Yeah, can Minnesota score on Seattle that much? I mean, I know Seattle's been giving up some points, but Minnesota struggled on the road. The thing is, is... Oh, I, I think, well, it is Kirk Cousins in prime time, too. That's kind of a oh, thing. Oh, is an 8 o'clock game, huh? Yeah. Well, here's the situation. I don't know how you can <laughs> conceivably be confident about taking Minnesota. Seattle's just finding ways to cover the spread. Um, yeah, so while well, the spread went down from a nine to a seven, I would probably take it up to seven. I mean, I definitely think Seattle wins, but I think it could be like a back and forth type deal. Or Kirk Cousins could shoot the bat. It's a night game. It's Kirk Cousins. I'm going Seattle. I think it's another one of those situations where you don't overthink it. You take Seattle until they don't cover. Okay. And then the last game, um, the Monday night game, is the Chargers going into New Orleans. So the Chargers looked pretty good last week. I guess, is that the week they played the Bucks, Or am I skipping a week? Yeah, it was, I think it was Bucks chargers last week. Uh, yes, it was. Okay. So looked pretty good last week, I guess. He had some long touchdown passes. 
that Justin, I keep saying Hebert, but I think it is Herbert. <laughs> so I, I was pulling say, a Steve. I want to say a bear. <laughs> you don't even know who that is. Uh, when <laughs> Let's actually, come back to the eighties. We were, I was talking with Roberto today and he mentioned that too. So. Oh, he talked about Bobby Aber. Was he a so quarterback he for the, uh, he, he was the, the who that saints yeah. quarterback. So there you number go. three. So I think I'm going to go with New Orleans here. New Orleans at home. Hopefully Michael Thomas is back because I desperately need him on my season long team. I'm really screwed between the COVID and his injury. So, but it could be, I just don't know what to make of the Chargers just yet. So, yeah, I don't really have a strong call on this one. Um, so did you have any, um, thing you want to talk about survivor other than, um, play against the Jets? I like Baltimore. Um, I think there's no way that they lose that game, even though that, you know, if they have quarterback issues and he doesn't play or gets taken out, they might play it inside that number. But I think for survivor, it's pretty strong. Um, it's pretty, that's pretty much it. There's a couple other games that you could look at, but uh, it's, it's a tough week. I think overall for me, I'm looking at it. It's a tough week. I think you could take Houston. I don't see how they lose that game. I mean, they got to win that game. That's risky taking Houston. They're, they have a, they're a zero win team. I wouldn't do that in Survivor. Best bet of the week. Book it. Houston. Yep. All right. Play the narratives. You All right. Almost making me want to take Jacksonville, but I'm not. I want to leave it alone because I like Houston. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for week five. We'll see you next week. Good luck.